0: Drop the official podcast of the 130th Airlift Wing. I'm 2nd Lieutenant Sandy Brown from your West Virginia Air National Guard Public Affairs office. Each year, the 130th Airlift Wing recognizes its most outstanding members in four categories. 2022 marks the third year the Outstanding Airmen of the Year program has operated under the wing instruction that focuses on recognizing members' achievement over the function of the nomination process. Joining me today is Command Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Williams, author of The Wing Instruction. Welcome to the pod, Chief.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. How are you?
0: Yes, I'm good, sir. So tell us about the program, please.
1: Okay, so I'm going to be a little bit redundant and say some of the things that I've said in years past, but really, um, at its core, um, it is the program. And so... When we looked at the program a few years ago, decided that there were, just wasn't a lot of nominations. Um, it's very cumbersome. It's a lot of requirements. Um, think about a typical UTA weekend and all of the training requirements and the mission requirements and all the expectations that already exist, and then to ask a supervisor or a commander uh, to develop um, tongue and quill bullets that are on point. And bios mm-hmm. and photographs and everything else you can think of that belongs in one of those mm-hmm. packages just was not a reasonable request. And so I like to say, A, you don't get a lot of nominations. And two, the ones you get may not be your best. And I, those are my jokes. So you have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you get may not be your best airman. Right. So it just needed to be simplified. And so what we said was, hey, just get a 1206 out and give us a narrative, write a paragraph or two about what this airman has done this quarter that uh, is exceptional and why you appreciate them. And then from there um, they group SELs and myself and we invite some guests uh, to keep the panel more diverse. Um, we just deliberate over those and we read every one of them and we have a discussion um, and the discussion normally starts with, "Okay, I know which one I like." Change my mind, mm-hmm. and from there uh, we vote, and most votes wins. And um, this year we nominated over fifty airmen, mm-hmm. and conservative numbers. We've recognized at least half of those either at the wing or at the group level. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of that. We've been consistently between fifty and sixty every year. Yeah for about three years now so we're recognize our airmen and I feel like we're really pushing our strongest airmen to the front last year uh, our, we won the region two in the senior NCO category which I think was a first Oh, that's incredible so um, I'm really proud of the program not necessarily because it's anything I've done but it's just because we have exceptional people
2: here yeah
1: and uh, and and leaders are now we've made it we just simplified it and made it a Provided a good clean path to get them put up on the pedestal where they belong.
0: <laughs> what do you think that's done for morale for the wing here?
1: I, I I hope that it has improved it. I hope that it has uh, encouraged folks to uh, aspire to be here, aspire to stay here, yeah, and and do a career here. It's been a great career for me. Mm-hmm. Um, And the more people that do, I think the more people that'll have a big smile on their face like I do right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's not just because he's on the pod, ladies and gentlemen. So with today's episode and um, kind of like the different guests that we're going to have on today, what are the different categories that we're going to be working through? What are the uh, different folks that we're going to be recognizing?
1: Yeah. So we go through, uh, we have the airman category, which is, you know, E1 up through E4. And then we have the NCO category. That's your E fives and E sixes. Uh, then there's the senior NCO category, sevens, eights, and nines. And then there's the first sergeant category. Mm-hmm.
0: And those, and like you said, these are cream of the crop, the best of the best. Yes. And what are you looking for? It's
1: a great question. So with each category comes um, different expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you expect an airman. Uh, at the earliest levels of the career, they're all about training and all about developing their skill set in their AFSCs, right? Mm-hmm. So um, anytime you see language in a 1206 says, they completed their training early, which you'll see some of that coming up this year. They completed their training early or even uh, we've got, they've gotten to a place where we, we trust them to do their job with less and less oversight. Okay. Okay. So now they're behaving like an NCO. Yeah, they're ambitious.
0: Right? Okay.
1: Or, and um, hey, we've actually trusted this person to lead or even be the face of our organization. When you see things like that, mm-hmm. out of an airman, okay, before and below, yeah, that's special.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I see you, Chief. Okay.
1: And, and so, and then it just like incrementally, so you start see you look at an NCO, and NCOs are expected to be subject matter experts, mm-hmm. um, um, but Yeah, they know their job, but they're not waiting necessarily on a senior NCO to tell them what they need to do. They already recognize it, they're already doing it, and they're doing it really well. And they're executing, uh, they're making strong recommendations that maybe a senior NCO might make. So it's typically folks that are working above and beyond what you would expect. Okay.
0: So every time it's a cut above their category, what makes them exceptional?
1: Or... Or an an exceptional amount of maybe community service or um, things that they do outside of the organization. Um, what else have I seen? Or sometimes just a, an exceptional one time event save someone's life. Um, you, there's you can throw different variables in there. I I uh, I remember last year Region Two and uh, Master Sergeant Keith McGraw. From security forces was our region two winner, and he had uh, been to uh, Afghanistan or uh, allies refuge, and we started reading his accomplishments, some of the things he'd done at a you know austere environment with just a lot of uh, difficult challenges and things uh, in his <laughs> in his face that he had to deal with on the fly. Um, we talk about ACE, you know. Yeah, he was uh, really had a lot of things going on and at one point as we, as the chiefs and I deliberated and, and we were passing those nominations around, I looked at the chief Dougherty, the group senior enlisted leader for maintenance and uh, he stands up behind his chair and like comes to attention and salutes. And he was kind of be funny, trying to be funny. Yeah. But I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, you wait till you read it. You'll see. <laughs> and sure enough, we read it and they're like, and this one's special, right? This one is special. We knew it,
0: we yeah. did it right away. Wow. Okay. So, switching gears just a little bit, in your own career, what were some of your own formative moments? What were some exceptional moments for you?
1: Man, you put me on the spot. I did.
0: I did. So, if you're going to pull that out for other folks, like what kind of like qualifies you to pull that out?
1: So, what what I've always gone to when it comes uh, to my career, when folks ask me about my career, I'm like, I didn't I didn't have any Plan. I was never Outstanding Airman of the Year, by the way, ever. <laughs> Not that I wanted to be, but, um, but it just all starts with humility. It all starts with the willingness to serve. It all starts with being the one who's willing to take out the trash, right. being the one who's willing to get the mop out, and establishing credibility with your peers. Mm-hmm. And when you've established that credibility with your peers and then you find yourself in places where – Maybe this is a weak area for me, but there's plenty of help. Right. Right. right? There's mm-hmm. plenty of help. And we're just um, more successful as a team than I am by myself. Right. Um So me that that's those are the kind of things I look at beyond like one person's superior performance, like um how well do they integrate into the team, how well do they build teams? Mm-hmm. Um do they have the emotional intelligence to foster healthy professional relationships and ensure that everyone is included? Yeah. Those things are those things are important and they're exceptional. They they are um, sir.
0: Yeah. They're incredible. So then when you're a part of these types of panels and you're looking for these incredible individuals, these extraordinary individuals and really what you're saying when they when they win these awards is these are your next great leaders
1: i'm saying they have the strong potential to be time will tell yeah and, and really where are they in their career they if they're a senior nco they already are great leaders if they're an e3 they have the potential to be mm-hmm. right we're not Let's don't get the cart in front of the horse. Right. But they, but they are, I'll say it this way, they are growing nicely.
0: Oh, love that. They're growing nicely. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, our, our Airmen of the Year, sir. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. Joining us on the pod is Chief Master Sergeant John Lowe, the Aircraft Maintenance Squadron Senior Enlisted Leader. Welcome to the drop, sir. Chief Lowe, can you introduce your uh, airman category winner and talk about why he was selected?
3: So Senior Airman Hunter Leslie was the winner for the wing. He's always available. He does high-quality work. He works hard, and he remains focused on what's important. And just everything he does makes my job easier as a leader.
4: Yeah,
0: he's the man. Right, like yes, <laughs> yes. <is. He> <laughs> Chief, Love, when when you're thinking about what you want on your team, right, like who stands out to you, what you're looking for in a leader, what are you personally looking for?
3: Well, I look for somebody one that's going to be there, and one that when you ask for something to be done, there's no questions asked. Mm-hmm. If if you walk in and um, you say you need something, he's first to volunteer for. For anything whether it be for a tour to go represent the wing in any event uh, we sent him down to uh, the enlisted leader symposium mm-hmm. and from there he was on a team and they come up with a, a project that was put into an 802 and it went it left from that symposium and hopefully it can help not just West Virginia but the entire Air National Guard community.
0: Right. So so you've got someone who, you know, wants that stretch assignment is reliable, right? Like is looking to be a part of not just this team but something that's like bigger, better, better, right? Like we're we're trying to make an impact regardless.
3: Exactly. And, you know, he he's traveled for a senior airman to travel as much as he has is truly amazing. When he joined, it was perfect timing. We was getting into conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got to be, in, instead of coming in when you have everybody that knows the aircraft and you're the low man, he got to be where he come in and we all learn the aircraft together. Yeah. So with his drive and initiative, it's really blossomed his his development over the last couple of years. Sure. So that, with that, He's been able to take aircraft across the country uh, and beyond, you know, just because he's so dedicated to getting the task signed off. And not just that, he takes the the younger airmen, the ones uh, that come in way after him, he can take them and train them, which makes us more a viable unit.
0: I love that. I, I mean, so it's easy to get caught in a rut frankly, like it's easy for folks to like, just really stick to what they know. And that's the end of it. Get in, get out. Like they do their contract and they're done with the guard or they're done with, with their military careers. But what you're saying is that our selectee here, they've decided that they're going to constantly learn. They're going to constantly evolve. And because of that,
3: exactly. Yeah. And he was so easy to, you know, ride on the, 12:06. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just amazing to have somebody that capable, that had that much information, that made it easy on all of us to
1: uh, uh, put him in for this award. Yeah,
0: awesome, Chief Williams. What do you got?
1: So earlier, you asked me if these winners were uh, automatic future leaders. Yes, and and I'll, uh, I'll I still like my answer I gave you, but but I'd like to expand on it just a little yeah uh, Colonel Chard once gave me some feedback, and he said, Um I measure my chiefs by the success of their organization and the number of people they've developed along the way so when you what you just heard is a chief who sees something exceptional in his airmen while his airman is getting all the praise and all the credit, the leader is to my right mm-hmm. because John did a lot of work he did a lot of work while I was on leave and um and and Hunter is exceptional, but except for a good leader who's willing to put the work in and see to it that he gets recognized. Mm-hmm. He's just another young man in OCPs. Right. And so I wanted to, I just wanted to give John a public thank you and some props and, and tell you what I know about Hunter Leslie. Uh, Hunter Leslie's a guy that they've trusted with multiple TDYs, yes. uh, multiple inspections, uh, recognized for the highest GPA among 30 airmen at his tech school and um, considered to be the face of the maintenance squadron, conducted like eight different tours, one of which happened to be U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Yes. So mm-hmm. when I talked about airmen performing at high levels above and beyond their peers, yes, sir. That, that's what's standing uh, to your left.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we were just discussing this, Chief, because you very much outlined that you wanted airmen that were ready to step up. They were ready to, Um, you know, guide and lead and they were ready to um, mentor the folks that were coming in after them. But in order to do that, they're going to need folks that are going to mentor them, invest in them. So chief Low, that's huge. That's a, that's a testament to you and your mentorship. Absolutely. uh, In order to have someone that is an airman that could step up and guide a congressional visit that could be a part of TDYs that, uh, that was stepping up and had, you know, a uh, top GPA. So top performers come from top mentors. So congratulations to you both, sir.
5: Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you much.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So without further ado, Aaron let's.
5: I want to say I'm very thankful and grateful to be in this position, and I couldn't do it without the people that um, set me up for success, um, whether it would be my um, tr- first trainers or whether it be my flight line supervisors uh, and um, Chief Low here. Um, they've all put in the work and put in the time and invested in me and saw something in me. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here where I'm at today. And I just want to say thank you for all those ones that put in that extra time and extra work to actually see something in me. And I want to do the same thing to the younger airmen that are coming up in the unit.
0: Awesome. So talk to me a little bit about your career
5: trajectory there, Airman? Uh, my trajectory. Um, so talking about like what forecasting in the future, what up? So as of right now, I'm a um, technician, um, full-time technician on base. So, and it's been awesome. It's been a great career. Um, ever since I've been up here, I've basically been on orders or been a temp tech and then became full-time technician. So that's been awesome. I've been super thankful and super grateful for all the benefits it's given me and, for the um, opportunities I've been able to travel and go and see all kinds of different places. So That's been great. Um, what I would like to do in the future is to, um, at some point, become an ACC um, on an aircraft. So, you know, be the second guy in command and then eventually move into a DCC slot and, um, you know, move up in the ranks and just keep um, moving up towards uh, bigger and better and then hopefully maybe be sitting in uh chief low spot one day. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I try to set my goals pretty high and um, whenever I achieve them, you know, that's a, a great feeling that you just like can't overcome and you just want to just keep hitting more and more goals. So that's what I try to do. Even like setting just small goals in my career. Um, and then once I hit those, then whether it might be just getting a, uh, a task signed off in my t- in my, uh, my training and then moving up and getting that next one, just those small goals keep you going. Um, but then you get, hit those monumental goals and, you know, you you feel a lot better about yourself and um, how you're progressing so far. You know, like when I got senior airman, like that was a big step for me. Right. You know, and now the next step is staff, which hopefully will be here in the next few months. So as I progress, you know, at some point I want to become AGR, um, hopefully within the future. And, you know having a great career up here and just learning the airplane and becoming a supervisor and learn to train people. I think the biggest thing is that I've seen, um, it's just a lack of training sometimes, um, amongst people like some of the younger kids, like they kind of just get distracted and it sometimes gets kind of hard with drill, just having them up there and drill weekends and stuff. You know, I try to invest into them because and I want to know just, I want to know more about that person. You know, a lot of times I think we get stuck up on like what, the actually getting just their task done and getting this requirement and this requirement done, but are we ever asking them, like, how they are as a person and mm-hmm. um, how they are on the outside? What is What do they like to do on the outside, you know? Yeah. If you know the person on the outside and you know what they like to do and you know what makes them drive, then you can, they'll be more focused in on uh, focusing on to you on what you're teaching them, yeah. you know, if you know who they are and actually what they want to do.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually um, incredibly... Intuitive as far as how you can lead um, and knowing how folks can learn what really makes them tick and what, I guess, what really brings them here. Ladies and gentlemen, Airman of the Year.
1: Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. Joining us on the pod now is Chief Master Sergeant Steve Carver, the 130th Mission Support Group Senior Enlisted Leader. How are you today, Chief?
6: I am great. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Sir, can you introduce us to our NCO category winner?
6: I will introduce you to uh, Tech Sergeant Glenn R. Willard. He Mm -hmm. is the uh, Superintendent for Emergency Management of the Civil Engineering Squadron at the 130th Wing. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And talk to us about why he was selected, sir.
6: As just an outstanding performer, he he actually deployed uh, from the 130th Airlift Wing Civil Engineering, he deployed deployed 40 personnel from five into five separate countries with zero discrepancies uh, this past uh, AEF cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. So,
0: so with Tech Sergeant Willard, what really set him apart from uh, some of the other nominees, sir?
6: Actually, as the emergency management superintendent for their shop, he actually uh, – in addition to all of his other additional duties, he is their unit health monitor. He's their unit deployment manager. Uh, he manages all of their deployment cycle as far as to input all of their uh, data into the system for uh, Senior Master Sergeant Redmond. So he handles all of civil engineering's uh, deployment-related issues. Mm-hmm. And he was able to deploy all of those folks in addition to being uh, selected to support the 130th Engineering Squadron in the Region 3 Prime Beef Conference. In addition to, uh, Sergeant Willard uh, managed and oversaw 10 airmen past their three-level courses uh, this uh, this year. He currently monitors 20 airmen in their five-level and seven-level upgrade training. So he, just, he has a wealth of things on his plate that he handles uh, throughout the week as a full-time and as a traditional guardsman.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds to me just like kind of the commonalities that you were – pulling out and, and describing him that he is a mentor. He's a he's a teacher on top of all of this. He is. So when you're looking at someone that is mentoring up-and-coming airmen, what are you looking for? What are you looking for as like a, a key characteristic in an amazing mentor?
6: Well, not only is he an excellent performer himself, but he brings these people to the level to where they want to perform at that level. Mm-hmm. They want to excel. They want to do uh, all that they can do within the civil engineering squadron.
1: That's incredible. Chief Williams. Yeah. So what, what I believe about Glenn Willard is two things, very professional mm-hmm. and excellent communicator. Right. And that's a great recipe for emergency management flight in COIC. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a good developer. So one of the things that, that, uh, chief did not allude to is that, um, his strategy for training and developing operations with an EM was recognized nationally at the NGB. Right. And so uh, kudos to that. And good for you. But I I, I spent some time uh, with Sergeant Willard. I, I was in CE for about a year. Um, we crossed paths uh, occasionally in the plans office. And uh, that professionalism and that, that ability to communicate, and you're right, he is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's um, it's contagious. So you can watch that whole flight interact if you go to like Seaburn training and different places and, and, and in that training. You can watch how each member of his team takes ownership of their part of the lesson plan, and they teach it with their whole heart. And you can see that's a reflection of him, mm-hmm. which is a, a whole lot like what I had said earlier, you right? Know, right? Um, we, uh, we measure uh, NCOs and senior NCOs by the – uh, success of their organization and how many people they develop along the way.
0: Right. And, right.
1: and you see that in Sergeant Willard. He's, he's got a very, very high ceiling. Congratulations, mm-hmm.
0: sir. Yes. Yes. I Good love chief. I love this theme. I love the theme because so far in the show, we really talked about how we're looking to elevate performance all across the board and kind of the level that we're looking for here in the wing and as an organization, how we want to, to really rise to a different level as far as performance all across the board. And we've really seen that in a lot of the conversations that we've had so far today. Um, but that really just set the stage for for our NCO winner. So let's get right into it.
1: So, again, I think about uh, as the um, uh, UDM mm-hmm. and uh, even he took on the training manager duties. Yeah. And so what you see, if he gets his hands on it and he applies his energy to it, it doesn't take a lot of time. And you go, man, that tech sergeant, Glenn Willard, he's credible. <laughs> <laughs> and so once you've established yourself as credible,
4: mm-hmm.
1: your peers recognize you as credible, you're in a great position to lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I do, you just see that. I see that in Glenn. Yeah,
0: that, that, uh, that competency. Yes. That, we're, that we're looking for that trustworthiness, right? I love that. All right, Tech Sergeant, you that that's high praise <laughs> from two really well respected individuals. So, um, congratulations, sir. But without further ado, uh, we'd love to hear uh, from you, um, on this pretty prestigious award.
7: Yeah, of course. Uh, just want to say thanks, Chief Carver, uh, thanks, Chief Williams. Um, it really is a great honor. Uh, we've We've worked hard in CE, and, and I can't take all of the credit, but I've got some great mentors uh, above me and uh, some great airmen under me as well. Um, it, it is an honor to be recognized, uh, but I couldn't have done it without all my mentors and all of my, uh, my peers supporting me in that and working with me. Um, with, with many of my additional duties, um, without people actually being willing to work with me and, and support me in that, there's, there's no way I could get the accomplishments done that, that we have this past year.
0: What's next for
7: you? Oh, what's next? Um, we've got a really busy year, uh, so we're going into our exercise year. Uh, emergency management plays a, a really large role in, in the exercises from the seaburn perspective um, and just help assisting with planning. Um, we have several initiatives uh, coming up um, on the emergency management side, on the prime beef side, which is one of my primary responsibilities as well as the prime beef manager, and um, Two, two different exercises on top of that. So it's just a busy year right now. We're looking at just planning out the year and, and making sure that we have uh, an actual plan to accomplish these goals and, and making sure that we're sticking to that plan without just going into it guns blazing and, and trying to just get as much as we can done. Um, we're still playing a little bit of catch up from, mm-hmm. from the precautionary COVID-19 years um, there's no way really around that but to move forward. So that's really our biggest goal right there is to catch up from, from three years of doing some of the, the minimum essential requirements that we could at the time.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. To Sergeant Lillard, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Ready for anything. Ready to go. Ready to go. Joining us on the pod now is Senior Master Sergeant Barry Thomas, the 130th Staff senior enlisted leader. Senior Thomas, can you introduce your senior NCO category winner and talk about why he was selected?
8: Yes, ma'am. This is Senior Master Sergeant Eugene Christ. She, he did a lot for the wing and his community throughout 2022. We've all seen the great content the Public Affairs Office creates for social media. They produce videos, podcasts, and take lots of still images. Uh, the unit began an airframe conversion in 2021, and Senior Christ has been involved in highlighting the wing throughout the process. Uh, he's written several news stories. I uh, just saw one last month where he highlighted all the female aviators in the wing and the wing's first uh, all-female aircrew. He designed the new C-130J tail flash that you see on the aircraft today, coordinated the acceptance of the 500th C-130J model produced, for Lockheed Martin and also created a challenge coin for Lockheed Martin to award exceptional performers throughout the conversion process. Leading the way with innovative ideas to promote the unit with recruiting efforts for both the wings in the state, he incorporated the use of NFC business cards to enable members to connect prospective recruits within the recruiting t- with the recruiting team. He created a marketing campaign for both wings that were featured in the WVU athletics program. He designed an ad to recruit flight nurses, coordinated with the Civil Engineering Squadron to develop a mentorship program aimed at increasing awareness on wing opportunities for engineering students. And he also gives back to his community a lot. He created and donated a logo to the Nitro Robotics and Engineering Team, dedicates his personal time volunteering at the West Virginia School for the Deaf and Blind, and honoring his father's heritage every Thanksgiving. He works countless hours to provide meals to less fortunate people.
1: Shazam!
0: Shazam! Uh, I'm not biased like at all (laughs) and
1: he won the chili cook off
0: and he won the chili cook off is that all you're going to add Chief Williams? no it's not I'm I'm going to
1: hit you Um, often I'm going to back up a little bit but often we have conversations that um, where we talk about um, effective developmental feedback and we talk about the need for accountability, the need to shoot people straight. And I think sometimes we fail to consider just a simple act of encouragement. And and when I think about the word encourage, I I like to, uh, my personal definition of the word encourage, I don't know what Merriam-Webster says, but my personal definition of encourage is to give someone courage. And uh, I've, I've watched Senior Master Sergeant Chris like, have his tough times and I've watched him I've watched him grow and begin to change and over the last year, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Look what happens when someone's encouraged. Yeah. And and there's some I mean uh, Major Sherrod, Captain Dyer, Colonel Priest, Colonel Chard, and a lot of people um, have invested in him because he has so much talent, so much ability. And uh, my friend, it's just an honor to watch you thrive. Congratulations. Thank you,
0: Chief. Oh, man. I got to tell you, Senior Christ, I am not biased in this interview whatsoever. This is completely objective.
9: This is the first time I've met the lieutenant.
0: I I have not ever (laughs) met this man before in my life. Um, We are complete and perfect strangers. Um, But uh, it is... Uh, very much an honor to uh, be a part of this interview, particularly as another public affairs professional, and it it's exciting to see someone else uh, be a part of this field and be uh, lifted up in this manner. So to hear this type of praise from from senior listed and a chief, and then also uh, to know that you've come so far in just a year's time.
9: Cause someone believed in you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very lucky. Um, uh, Colonel Priest, Colonel Chard, Chief Williams, Major Sherrod, I'm surrounded by people who believe in me, and I know it. And that's the only that's the only reason I'm here. I uh, I texted my therapist the the day that it was announced that I uh, I had won the award, and I, I I thanked her because I I would not be here. If, here without her and i would not be here without chief williams um people that were looking out for me because i was not looking out for myself that's that's a fact
0: what i find most striking about your story uh, in general is that uh there's a lot of resilience in your career path in general um there is a lot of reinvention and throughout all of it like there's constant pivots there's like you've overcome a lot of hurdles and then um, in the time that I've known you personally, um, you have kind of just been hell bent for lack of a better word to um, see this through to the bitter end and it it paid off, right? It paid off to um, really be acknowledged as a, a leader in this organization. So that really brings me to the question of what does it mean to lead in this organization, to you,
9: it it's interesting when uh, Chief Williams approached me originally about being the senior enlisted leader for Wing Staff. I was very apprehensive. I'm not. Sometimes I'm not the best people person, and I fully acknowledge that myself. Um, I, my nickname is Senior Grumps, and I have that for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what I will say is I love this organization and I love the people in wing staff and I may not, it may not come across as love sometimes, but I do, I do. I love people and I, I want to see people succeed and I want to be part of people's success. And when Chief Williams asked me to be the SEL, the only thing that I thought was, the only thing I can think to do is just try to make it better for people. So the, traditional guardsmen that show up on the weekends make their life a little bit better and however I can do that and whatever I hear as far as issues that I can try to solve that's what I'm going to do so that's 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 what I did and that's what I try to do every
0: day when you're a senior enlisted leader part of that responsibility is sharing institutional knowledge right and making sure that the people above below and beside you know everything there is to know about being the best airman they can. How do you share that knowledge?
9: The one thing that I will say is caring for people and asking people to care for other people. That's that's the one thing. I feel like that's, that is the one note in my life. My father was an Episcopal minister, and his entire life he talked about being the hands and feet for Christ. We can we can talk about helping people or, or we can get our hands dirty and we can help people. And I may not know, I may not be the most proficient on X, Y, or Z, but I'm going to get my hands dirty and I'm going to try to make it better for you, for better for me, and better for all of us. And I hope that people see that in me and I hope that I can show that to others.
0: It's interesting, Chief, because... Throughout these conversations, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I absolutely have. There has been a progression of that emotional intelligence that you spoke to from the very beginning. Like, there has been a scale of that empathy. Like, from the very beginning, that very first conversation that we had, and every single airman that has come through right down to this last conversation there's been, like, such a depth in each conversation, and it seems like throughout their careers, it, it like, grows. And right down to your senior enlisted, it's, like, the depth of it is just so profound. <laughs>
1: like From General Brown, Chief Bass, General Lowe, Chief Maurice Williams, and all the way down through the chain of command, they've instructed us, uh, look for your leaders, measuring them against the Aaron leadership qualities. So these things that you're witnessing are we didn't invent them. They were just there, and and uh, we have some really fine folks who possess a lot of them. Yeah, and um, it
0: but it's we natural. are truly blessed. No, yeah, it's a natural. It's a natural characteristic. You don't. Yeah, I don't. That's not something you develop, right? Like, those are those are intrinsic characteristics. All right, joining us on the pod is Chief Master Sergeant Eric Condon from the 130th Medical Group, Senior Enlisted Leader. Chief Condon, can you introduce our first sergeant category winner and talk about why she was selected?
4: Thank you. Yes, yes. it's my pleasure to. Uh, Master Sergeant Karen Cummings is our first sergeant in the medical group, and we were... Uh, really pleased to find out that she was selected as a first sergeant of the year for the wing. And um, I would say first and foremost, my experience with her has been uh, that she, she truly has the pulse of the unit. You know um, she represents the enlisted force uh, and their concerns um, as it's probably her top priority. I rarely do, I ever see her when there's not uh, another member of the unit talking to her. Um, She's just the type of person that is uh, open and quick to advise our members, whether it's professionally or personally. And so I think that's one of her best qualities. Um, She's also highly organized. You know, she comes in Friday before drill and um, spends late into the evening, usually on Fridays, being getting ready for drill. And so she's, she's very much prepared. And, and as a member of the triad with her, I appreciate that very much. And she, she really kind of drives us through drill Mm -hmm. uh, from that point through Sunday.
0: Uh,
1: I would say when I think about the master Sergeant Karen Cummings, as I like to call her, um, I'm taken back to when she actually interviewed for the position I wasn't the command chief then, but I was the, it was understood that I was going to be the next command chief. And uh, I was given the opportunity to sit on the hiring board. And I remember, I still remember what she said that day. She said, um, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room right now. Um, You say that folks shouldn't serve as first sergeants in their own squadrons, but I applied to be in medical because uh, there's culture change happening there, and I've been a part of it. And I believe I'm in the prime spot to be a part of it going forward. And she really wowed everyone on the panel and became the medical group first sergeant. And so from that moment on, I've been waiting for today. Yes. B- because she has a high level of emotional intelligence, people trust her. Um, she, as Chief said, she's very organized. Um, she's put on, uh, I can't think of the number, but numerous um, award ceremonies, change of commands, uh, sometimes for some members that are kind of hard to round up, if you know what I'm saying, right. like herding cats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she she always knocks it out of the park. She's always, uh, always uh, preparing, asking questions because uh, she cares. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, when people care, like, you got my heart. Absolutely. Good and, job. Good <laughs> job, Karen.
0: <laughs> and with, with introductions like that, it, what else can you do but take it to the winner themselves, right? So, first sergeant, what comments do you have, ma'am?
2: Um, well, I'll tell you, I am I'm really honored uh, to to be the first sergeant of the year, but I'm also really kind of surprised, when I, especially when I first found out about it, um, because we have some amazing first sergeants at the 130th who work so hard all the, all the time every day to make sure that, um, the airmen in their units are, um, able to complete the mission, um, effectively. And, um, really, I, I feel like everybody does the same job that I do. And, um, everybody really, every first sergeant in the, in our wing deserves the, um uh, first sergeant of the year because they all work so hard. Um, but I do very much appreciate all your comments. Um, I'm very, again, very honored to receive the award. What's next for you
0: now that, now that you've reached the top, right? Now that you've, now now that you have won this award and you've, uh, you're the category winner. What's next for you?
2: Well, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. You know, that's, uh, Oddly enough, I really never thought about being a first sergeant until I became one, and um, it's honestly the best job I've ever had in the Air Force. And um, I love what I do, and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and keep taking care of people and um,
0: keep going. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so when you, when I think about great leaders, and one of the the comments that both chiefs had said is that you have led with emotional intelligence. If you were mentoring other leaders and folks to succeed you, what would you say? What would, what would be the, the advice that you would give uh, to the person that would come after you?
2: Um, well, I am a firm believer that everything we do is really about relationships. And that is the number one thing you can do. When you're trying to mentor and lead people, you have to have a good relationship with your people. So the number one thing you should focus on is building relationships and getting to know your people, understanding them, understanding what, what they're passionate about, um, what drives them. That way you have a better understanding of how to lead and how to mentor.
0: Absolutely. If, I, right. may,
1: if I may, Yes, Chief. I may, it, it really points to one of the things that, that we failed to allude to, and that is, um, the people really trust her. Now, we're talking about 100-plus people who trust her with anything, and they go to her in their darkest days. Right. And uh, those really, you couldn't ask more from a first sergeant than to have the trust of all the airmen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, under them. And uh, Karen absolutely uh, brings that amount of compassion and empathy that's um, necessary. Uh, she's incredible.
0: Yeah. No, I I think that's something that a lot of us really look for uh, within our ranks and just leadership in general. I congratulate you. Um, This is ultimately a a great accomplishment. And uh, it says a lot that that these, uh, you know, both of these men have said that you are um, just a a great leader and a a trustworthy individual. So um, thank you so much for being with us today. And again,
2: congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate
0: it. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Drop. For more information about the 130th Airlift Wing, visit us on the web at www.130aw.ang.af.mil, as well as on all major social media platforms. Additionally, you can find us in the skies, delivering freedom with courage. This is 2nd Lieutenant Sammy Brown reminding you to stay ready to go. Bumps,
7: drop my feet.